Hi, and welcome to Cryptobiography. I'm your host, Brandon Starr. This is episode 342 of Cryptobiography, and it's part 15 of Tomorrow. And here we go. She was immediately terrified. She knew what had happened as soon as she woke up. There was blood on her shorts and on her sheets. Part of her wondered if she could cover it up, but it was hopeless, and she found herself going into paroxysms of fear. She had no cleaning supplies, and thus no way to properly hide her period. But she might hide it for a short time. The maids came in, mostly to keep an eye out for exactly this. But some days they didn't come and check the sheets, and sometimes they were lazy, and she knew for a fact they didn't bother doing anything to the sheets. She knew this because she had seen what they were doing, figured out why, and as they did not change the sheets every day, and put up a red petal in the bed to see if it was taken away. It wasn't until the third day. So she might have a chance but she had to take care of her clothes and make sure her new clothes didn't get messy either. She changed into her outdoor clothing, put a clean sock inside her underwear. It wasn't perfect, but it hopefully would keep anything from showing. Then she hid her night clothing between the mattress and the sheet. If the sheet was going to be checked, it would be found anyway. And if not, then putting it there was about the best place for it. She decided to take one extra step, however and put a clean white shirt over the bloodstain. If the maids did a proper job, they would spot it. But if they only raised the corner lazily, it might keep them noticing for a day. It worked for one day. She hid it for that day, and kept mostly to herself, desperate not to give anything away. But the second day they discovered it, when the maids came and checked the sheets. The day after that, the mayor returned. He had mostly ignored her since she had arrived. I am told that it is time, he said. Betty knew what that meant, but said nothing. We will make the plans. Betty had had time to think and took her shot. Once we are married, will I be allowed to see the city? The mayor thought. Of course. Maybe as part of the festivities, then, we can take a ride around the city. Luke can show me around. That sounds like a good idea. Thanks. As long as I am marrying into power... May I ask if I'm right in assuming your position is yours as long as you want it? The mayor chuckled. Yes. Will it pass to my husband? She had a hard time getting that phrase out, but she used it on purpose to make the mayor think she was now on board. That is my plan eventually, the mayor said. Betty suspected that meant only after my death, but did not care. It was roughly what she had hoped for. I hope you will let me plan some of the ceremony, Betty said. That can be arranged, the mayor said. That suited Betty well. First, she hoped to get a hold of something that would let her escape, or perhaps she could find a way to escape on the fly. Also, even if she didn't get away, she could hopefully learn more that would help when she did escape. Finally, anything that takes multiple people to plan would also take a good long time to prepare, and the longer it was between that moment and the wedding, the better. Betty wondered if she would be planning the wedding with Luke. She rather hoped not, and so it was a relief when she was introduced to Delilah Thompson. Delilah was a large woman in every dimension. She was clearly one of the elites, as she had eaten herself to a great size. 
but she was also tall, and she kept her blonde hair long and large. It sprang in waves in all directions from her head. Hey, kiddo, she said when she met Betty for the first time in the living room of the house. I'm here to plan your wedding. We have lots to do. She actually pulled Betty off of the sofa, and Delilah swept her right out of the house, introducing herself and asking questions of Betty. What did you always imagine your wedding to be like? Because we can make it happen. My friend the mayor assures me we have a sky's the limit budget. So tell me, what are your favorite colors? And these questions, blasted out at high speed and only rarely being given time for an answer, kept rattling off the walls of the compound as Betty was swept around. Betty made sure to include her idea about traveling around the city. Oh, what a wonderful idea, Delilah said. Everyone will get to see you, and you will get to see them. At some point, we should check the wagons and see which one would be best for the ride around the city, Betty said. But she didn't press the point. And that's the episode for this week. I know, a little bit short, but I had a couple of days that were very, very busy this week, so my my writing time was a little truncated. But I did enjoy writing it, and I hope you enjoyed hearing it. And we've got lots more to go, obviously. And things are really starting to heat up, obviously, also in the story. And so, yes, hope you're enjoying it. If you have any comments or questions about this episode or previous episodes, cryptobiography at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or Mastodon. And thanks for listening. Words and Music, copyright 2024, Brandon Starr, all rights reserved. Characters and events are fictional, fictionalized, or satirical.